when everyone was sanitizing? I, I never, I never fell for that. I never, I, I sanitized regularly, but I never was one of those guys who was like uh, washing all the groceries. People are like, oh yeah, all my my hands, they're so raw from all the sanitizer. Yeah, and I was like, uh, I need these to tight. Like, Man, my hands are raw from gaming. I can't get sanitizer on them. That's going to make them all sting. <laughs> It'll hurt so bad if I clean my hands and I need them to be in my guild. Yeah. What do you think? You want me to be trapped inside and guildless? Did you? This is like some sort of squid game. It is some kind of squid game, frankly. Did you see Grimes' comment speaking of gaming? Um. Yeah, I... I follow, I follow and subscribe her to her. What what is she what is she saying now? Uh, she was talking about her politics and how she just read the Communist Manifesto, and she was like, "There's lots of cool ideas in there, but I'm not totally convinced." Mm-hmm. I still live with Elon, which is already weird. Um, and she oh. was like, "And I kind of believe in a decentralized uh, a decentralized UBI uh, distributed through crypto and gaming." Yes. <laughs> The or the for, she's part of the forward party. Yeah, she's a real forward party person. I think. Damn, twenty forward hour awesome. party people. Yeah, it it you know it sucks because we all considered her to be you know the number one socialist up until this point. So this is, feels like a betrayal. Yeah, this is this is the moment where I lost faith in Grimes was right now. Otherwise, I was all the way in across the board. Every album, every song, every statement, every action. Every weird and name every, for her child. <laughs> I was with her through all of them. Unfortunately, I think Elon got to name most of the child. Um, the the child is like partially named after uh, Elon's favorite spaceship. What is that? The, is that like, is that like what the twelve is? I think it's something from Eon Flux movie with Charlize Theron. Oh yeah, I don't know. The I, anime, the I can't pronounce that anime guy's series, name. and then later made into a Charlize Theron film. Wow, they animated the Charlize Theron film. Vice versa. Charlize Theron was... The, vice versa? Yeah, they Charlize Theron the anime film. So Charlize Theron walked so Scarlett Johansson could run? In a lot of ways, yes. There we go. That's what I was looking for. Um, yeah. Uh, what the fuck are we talking about? Elon Musk? I was telling you... That wasn't on my I was telling you about Grimes' comment about UBI through crypto and gaming. It's like the game Stellaris. Yeah, kind of. It's like she's she's just she's opting to for us to just get to the sim already. It's a gamer perspective. It's a gamer perspective. I don't totally understand it, but I got to say it's pretty funny. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sorry, Lux. I'm I'm a little distracted today and it's because I'm dealing with sort of a a security situation right now. Um, I, 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 I desperately need to change my passwords. (laughs) <laughs> to a lot of things uh twitch posted my bank account they personally doxed me <laughs> yeah and they put me on a list jeff said i've heard what this man has to say about me put him on the list get it out there they revealed how much money i make they revealed uh where i live and, and they, they they revealed um my kill death ratio in Warzone. all really uncalled for unconstitutional reveals really fucked up do you think it's because force and i became affiliate because we became affiliate like 20 minutes later twitch had a giant security breach i always oh, so you think it's it's do you think it's you you guys i think it's what, I mean, what, just a tiny little affiliate is what he's scared of i just think that like no i was imagining more that like somehow force and i broke it by being stupid oh uh, okay yeah, I don't think this was a I reaction mean, to. Per- I mean, maybe he's you know maybe he's scared of the hot truths that we put on the in the in the stream about like. I think there's plenty of stupid happening on within Twitch headquarters already. Um, and of course, we're, we're talking about the Twitch leaks that just happened um, this morning. It appears that a hacker has basically <laughs> hacked all of Twitch. <laughs> this is just a week of all the companies just revealing themselves to be like little fucking shacks yeah, dude, like of security is like just like house. houses of cards yeah and yes there are pedophiles at the leads of all of them yeah that's for sure i mean look <laughs> facebook went down i guess because like one guy like accidentally saved some bad code uh twitch yeah. got hacked Facebook's connected to Instagram and WhatsApp, so they went down also. Mm-hmm. Twitter had an overuse yeah. problem and started crashing. Like, everything was falling apart yeah. the past 48 hours. And it was inconvenient, but also, I loved it. 
Yeah, for 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 a second, it felt like like there was just a like a, a ray of light broke through the clouds, and it was like there is another world that is possible I know. where none of these exist. I know. I was so excited to get and, off work and not have any social media exist, but they fixed it before I got off work, which bummed me out. Mm-hmm. It was it was peering into a different timeline where people were, you know, a sort of refugees looking for any any space of dry Internet to to set their 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 boat ashore yeah. for just a moment. We just got to peek um, into the world where like one of Mark Zuckerberg's bullies, like gave him a swirly till he drowned instead of letting him breathe. And it was like way yeah. better. Wow. Wow, this is a as always a pro bullying podcast. Um, Not always. If you but take away the bu- some people need it, <laughs> <laughs> and and who makes that judgment call? We do, folks. And that's why you guys go. We're the game boys. <laughs> yep. Welcome back to the podcast. <laughs> yeah, the pro, we'll, pro we'll bullying the video now. game hey, podcast. I'm, I'm, uh, yeah, uh, I am pro billing at a bullying advocate and future senator Griffin Davis. And I'm and I'm joined by me, pro bullying advocate and future senatorial custodian Lux. Mhm, that's right. But you know, because the Senate is a is still a higher a higher chamber, you can bully congressmen even as a senatorial janitor. Yeah, no, I mean, Cong- congressmen, they're just cattle. Yeah, they're nobodies. Senators, they're the real they're the, they're the real freaks. They're the real five heads. Yeah, I'll be chasing Jim Jordan they're the, around they're with the my big mop. streamers. I'll have my mom yeah, and my bucket. Exactly. I'll chase Jim Jordan around and say, I'll clean your office. I don't you shut the fuck up. I'm the senator janitor. Yep, exactly. <laughs> this falls. NBC Senator Janitor. Uh, you know, at this point, the NBC shows are looking so fake, we could do Senator Janitor pretty easily. Just like cast Milo via Miligolo or whatever, um, Amygdala, whatever his last name is. And we, we got an NBC sitcom. Yeah, we got to start pitching NBC. Just like we should start flooding their inbox. Just with like titles like that. Have you seen the new one that they've got? It's called like or- Normal Guy or something or like Ordinary Man. Oh, yeah. That's the one it's, with like the guy from Zoo where he like has multiple timelines or whatever. Yeah, but it's called like Normal Man. Yeah, it's something. called like Average Joe. <laughs> yes, yes. It's something like that. It's so awesome. Listen, they they need Senator Janitor. They'd eat that slop right up. Um, But... Folks, you know, I'll veering back to it. The Twitch has been leaked. It's, it, this is the, you know, just the, the next domino of the Internet to fall. And, you know, it's really made me think a lot about how all these companies have been just making so much money and taking such a monopolistic space on the Internet and have done literally nothing to protect their bag. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, wasn't it like during the Facebook thing that like. $500 million of money just like turned into nothing or something that like all these like ad dollars that were floating around or should have been like produced or redistributed just disappeared. Oh yeah. I mean, if you're advertising on Facebook, uh, you know, you're, you're in the, you're, you're in the squid games. <laughs> if you're, if you're an advertiser, anyone on Facebook at this point, it's got a death wish. Okay. They're, they, they, they want death. They yearn for it. Yeah, no, they're craving pain. Because um, if you advertise on Facebook, there's a 100% chance some weird old person's going to post like a crazy racist screed on your ad. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's like who 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 uses Facebook anymore? Like I read a, a statistic that like 45% of teenagers will like not be on Facebook by like 2023, which is just like disastrous. Like it's, it is literally just like a rock for the boomers and Gen Xers and like the lamest of your millennial friends to like, just kind of like wash a like just like be washed away in, in the sands of time. Prince of Persia. But it's not drastic. Uh, It's not like, what's the way to put it? It's not drastic for their stockholders though. Cause they also own Instagram, which is where all the teens are going. True. That is true. Um, So yeah, I guess that one can just cannibalize the other or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Our only hope is that TikTok rises above them all uh and everything is just 35 second dance compilations yep mm-hmm. um and like uh 
people trying to say boner in different ways and get away with it. Yeah. Man, TikTok rules. But that's just, we're going back to like, we're going back to like old school, like Nash, like network TV rules where you can't say boner. So you try to creatively talk about sex. Yeah. Uh, We're we're back to that on TikTok. It's full circle. You know, culture comes Um, in ways, my man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes it's a stagnant friggin' pond. <laughs> uh, but you know, Twitch has been leaked and they've leaked everything from my address and proclivities and DMS. Um, but uh, the big story is everyone is talking about how much money all the big streamers make because there's a list. And have you seen it? I've not seen the list. I know that came out. Let me let me let me send you the list here. I, th- I got it. I got it up right here. I've been more on the um, infosec element of this and less on the sort of specifics of, of that kind of stuff. Um, I'm see, I'm a numbers guy, and uh, that's that's the first thing I was thinking. I, I want to see some of these numbers. So here are the numbers for what people make monthly on Twitch as big streamers. You see that? Yeah, some of these numbers are bigger than I thought they'd be, and some are smaller than I thought they'd be. Yeah, if yeah, it's pretty it's pretty wild that like uh, Pokimane, who is like the number one female streamer, uh, is only making thirty eight grand a month, which is still an absolute shit ton of money. A f- which is a fuck ton of money, but like you're the number one girl streamer. Yeah. I don't know. I can't believe it. I thought um, I thought for sure Pokimane and Amaranth would both be at six figures. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, of course, people are all talking about how Hassan Piker, the leftist Twitch streamer, is making 210 grand a month. Um, but that's like math that you could have like done on your own because he puts his sub count like on his screen. So I don't, I, I don't know. It seems a little performative. It's like you guys all give him that money. So just like relax or or, or stop giving him the money. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's like, it's like, look, this is like, I mean, it's not a worker owned thing, right? Cause he's working through a platform owned by Amazon, but like, this is as pretty close as just like paying creators for their work as you're going to get outside of like going to his house and dropping off an envelope full of money. And so it's not like he's like right. profiting off of like exploitation. He's making money. Um, because, uh, because people like like his shit and are willingly giving him money for it. I think he's exploited the 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 next generation into dressing poorly, and that's a subject that no one talks enough about. Yeah, well, he has um, he has murdered you know, fashion. He's he's, just, he's destroyed fashion for the next decade, and and that's something that I don't hear, I don't see anyone online talking about, and I'm willing for that to be my main issue uh, with his song. Yeah, I think that's a good um, a good yeah. hill to die on. Mm hmm. Uh, but yeah, there's a there's a, a lot of people making sort of decent money a month on here. Um, and um, yeah, I just I don't know, like. Does you, like for so many of these people, when you look at these numbers, it's like, OK, like that's a lot. But then like you do the math on like how many hours they stream too. on top of that. And it's like normally like way more than a normal job. Oh, yeah. Um, and so you got to factor all that shit in there, too. Yeah. I mean, like, look, there, it, it, but it's like there is an attention and view economy that exists. Like this is just the way things work. So it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, of course, the people who excel in a setting where people get paid to excel in the setting get paid more money. Like, yeah, that this is like I don't give a shit that Hassan makes a lot of money by doing a good job of the thing that he does. The much more galling thing is that like Wyatt Coke gets like 50 bajillion dollar checks every month because his great, great grandpa owned like slaves in a chicken farm. Right. Like that's, yeah, that's worth getting mm-hmm. upset. And, about. and the soda's but good. Different, different family, but sure. Yeah, it is good. I'm drinking one right now. Oh, really? Regular. Yeah. I got a Coca-Cola, I got a Coca-Cola classic right on the table. Aha, damn. I love it's so rare to find a friend still drinking Coke Classic. Love that. Oh man, yeah. I got a 20 pack of Coke Classic in the crib. I'm living with an an, an MF with the Diet Coke. And it's like I open the fridge and it's like it's like white white noise to me. It's like blurred. I can't even see it. <laughs> You're just it's, like, this doesn't look like anything that? to me. 
It's it a looks, real no, I see it and it, it fucking hurts. It looks, it's, it's, it's in my, it's, it's, I, I, I'm going red alert on when I see those. Um, <laughs> so there was another thing about the Twitch leaks though, outside of them leaking like my information, which I can't, they're not letting me change the password to my, they've compromised my account and the website keeps crashing and I can't change my password, which is fucking. I know everyone is trying to change their password right now, but they're like, oh, well, you can't use the site until you change your password. But they're, they're, they won't. The password. It's it's a mess. Here's the thing I'm wondering about, because it affects me directly, <laughs> um, which is simply. If I log through to Twitch through my Amazon account, is that also compromised or is it only if you have a twi- a unique Twitch account? Do you know what I mean? Uh. Fuck, I don't know. Yeah, I know. What am I the? No. Am I the, am I the? What am I the representative? No, but you just are like way more <laughs> up on this than I am. So that's what I'm. <laughs> so I thought you might have seen something, but yeah, I, I, that's what I've been trying to look up, and I haven't found a good answer for. Because I'm not sure how compromised my shit in particular is. Because I barely use Twitch except for to watch stuff. Forrest needs to get his <sighs> I, shit together and make sure that his info doesn't get out. Yeah. Okay. All right. Throw it on Forrest. Um. You know, it's just for me. It's like I see people in my Discord, and they're like, "Oh, well, what you need to do is you need to have a password manager. You need to have different passwords uh, for each website, and then also, you know, sometimes password managers they can be compromised and hacked." And I'm like, you know what? I'd rather get robbed. I would rather be stolen from than spend every waking moment trying to remember 20 different passwords. There's just more to life than than having your your personal items, your identity. No, totally. You know, I think... I think At the what, attach- what do you say no? Yeah, I mean the attachment to the password is kind of just like an attachment to like material and property. Do you know what I mean? Like... It's, you know, they're bigger things, man. There's, you know, I don't need a password to to talk to my buds or to enjoy a breeze or to gaze upon a majestic blue jay. I don't need a password and for I any of and that. I, and, li- and, you know, and fuck all the, those things you listed because I can still pretty much play games without, with, <laughs> right. without, with or without being hacked. Yeah, that, that too. <laughs> like, that's also true. They generally will still let me play the game. Unless they like spend so much of my money that there's like subscriptions that lapse or something like that. Like you can't hack my mic. You can't hack my sticks. So I will say Salmir Z got pretty close to hacking my sticks. So be careful. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Um, but there was another big thing about the leaks. Uh, and that was that there is a future Twitch Amazon service that they are planning that has been sort of leaked alongside the rest of these leaks. Alongside Griffin's and address. That is that, alongside my address, yeah, yeah. Um, is that Twitch is creating with Amazon a competitor to Steam that will be integrated into Twitch. So Rather than fix anything about their fucked up site, they're just trying to add a second gravy train onto it. Yeah, it's like I heard of this. I don't it's frustrating to me because like I don't like that everyone has to be on a million different platforms to do anything. Like I like I don't like Steam, but at least all my games are in one place. Except for Magic, which is in the Epic Store, but that's fine. I have one game in the Epic Store, I'll live. But like For people who are like games on Xbox Game Pass. Right. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying is that like if I were to like buy a gaming PC and sort of spread my gaming wings beyond sort of like JRPGs and tactics games, um, at least my like sort of small scale gaming uh, into bigger stuff like we'd I would need 50,000 more accounts and passwords and I need to check in 50,000 more places for updates and shit. And it's just like what it's everything is getting turned into like a huge job and hassle. And it's like, things should yeah. be fun. Maybe. Yeah. There's there. It's like, why are there no hours in the day? It's cause I'm, I'm worried about 25 new invented problems. And it gets, it's got to get to a point where either I, we have to live in a post password world, a world where anyone can log into anyone else's account and everyone just needs to grow up. Okay. The hackers grow up. Okay. Yeah. 
or, or, or just like hack the police union or something. Don't leave us alone. Yeah. What, why are the hackers going after gamers? I mean, they're going after Amazon and Twitch owners, but they're inadvertently affecting gamers. And that's come on. Solidarity, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But but hackers, you can continue to hack Hassan Piker. Keep telling me exactly. I want to know to the last penny <laughs> how much money he owns. Yeah. And, has. and I want to know exactly what he spends it on. Every detail. I want to know what this Marxist baron of Southern California is going to do next. I want to know where, what freaking hot restaurant he, he's spending He's getting points on his credit cards. Yeah. Well, he's got a. Every time he racks up his Chase Sapphire and Nobu, I want to be able to post about it. I need to know. <laughs> I gotta. I gotta. I gotta know. And then I need him to 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 make content about complaining about it. It's great. The state of everything is great. Yeah, I'm happy. We all feel good. Um. So before we get to our main topic for today, after this, do you want to just quickly talk about? The games we've been playing. Speaking of games. Yeah. Did we did we introduce the show? Uh, yeah, we did. We talked about how we were bullying advocates and this was the Game Boys podcast. Oh, damn. Did you say? Oh, we didn't say Haley. Did, did we mention Haley? Nope, we haven't actually introduced the show. That was an unofficial intro. Here's the official intro. Welcome to the Game Boys podcast, a podcast that is, in fact, about video games. I'm Lux. And I'm Griffin. And, and most importantly, most importantly, joining us as always is editor and producer Haley. Yep. The masked man that gives us the games to play. Yeah. Haley comes to a or what? Well, I, I don't know. It's a masked. Well, I, we know Haley's a woman. Masked woman. Season two. Yeah. She comes to our houses and shoots the games in with a rocket launcher through our windows and then hops mm-hmm. on her Zeppelin and flies away. And all we do is play them. Yeah. You know, and, and then, I, you know, I, I much prefer when she used to just gas us in a van and we wake up playing a game. Yeah. Although I do think the Zeppelin's a cool touch. Yeah. That's much more respectful to our bodies. Yeah. And it's got a flag. So you haven't seen Squid Game? Um, no, I have. But I was I was okay. on my Zeppelin riff and I didn't want to give it up. <laughs> I, li- I, I like Zeppelins. And I don't get to talk about dirigible transport very often. There's a great. Great Zeppelin moment in Attack on Titan season four. This is true. One of the best Zeppelin moments ever. I mean, one of the best arguments <laughs> for Attack on Titan period is that it has so many Zeppelins. True, true. And and I think there's going to be more happening on Zeppelins in the future. I mean, uh, if the last scene of season four, part one, is is any indicator, we're in for some major Zeppelin action right at the start. Finally. Uh, but there's something. Yeah, there's a few game things that we need to talk about. Because we're, we're a little late, but there's a lot of news this week. And I, again, have to make a very big announcement for the show. Haley, hit that beat. Um, Super Smash Brothers is the greatest game ever made. It's <laughs> I was, I was, the number one fighting game of all time. It's inventive. It's creative. Its design choices are unparalleled. Certainly, there's no other game you could play that's even remotely similar. Yeah. Except Nickelodeon All-Stars. And I just want to say, I once again was wrong. It's the best game ever made, and they just know exactly what to do in every moment. They know how to make the right choices, and they know how to miss the wrong ones. And I just, apropos of nothing, I I just wanted to say it's a great game. Yeah, it's weird that you're having this revelation when I haven't even told you that they've announced the final character for the Super Smash Bros. game. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's really strange. That's crazy. And I just I decided to play this music underneath my revelation. Certainly had nothing to do with the with the reveal. I mean, what? Waluigi? Well, you, Who would they put you in? You think it could be Waluigi. A lot of people thought it could be Phoenix Wright. But it turned out... Yoshi, maybe? Well, Yoshi was already there. Um, <laughs> but it turns out that they're actually doing one of your favorite characters, which is really funny. They're, uh, Sora from Kingdom Hearts is going to be the final wow. edition. Wow. Finally, finally, the game is complete. Yeah. I, I always felt like I was playing an unfinished game, you know? Yeah. It always felt, felt like there was, there was a, a missing piece, like in that Shel Silverstein poem. Sort of like a hole in a door that, that needed to be opened. Sure, that's a, that's a metaphor. Um, I want we got to see Mario wield the Keyblade for a second, and that was powerful. 
incredibly yeah. powerful. Well, that, the whole, the entire sort of... Reveal. Reveal, the, the whole Kingdom Hearts coming to Switch, all that stuff. What a, what a turn of events. What, a, what an absolute turn of events. I think Kingdom Hearts 1, especially, will be a great play on the Nintendo Switch. I don't know how they're going to do 3 on there. Yeah, 3's kind of too big. Yeah, 3's like visually going to have to be turned down to like very low settings. A reason for me to reinstall Sora is coming to Super Smash Bros. I'm hearing from all the forums, of which I've always been a huge member on and huge presence on, that he's an S-tier character. And some would say almost broken. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you can, finally we can say that everyone is here. <laughs> yeah, everyone is here. And I just, it's a big moment. It's a big moment for me on the show. Uh, you know, I know for a long time, I've always been like, hey, you know, this is the game. Everyone should pay attention to this. Why does no one care about Smash? And now finally I'm being vindicated and it feels good. Yeah, no, it's, it must feel great that the game that you've always been really positive about, that you've never gotten upset with me for saying is actually fun that has never been sort of the subject of are you just mad about this game because it's like the only game I can beat you at um that's never it's since none of that's ever happened this must be like a huge moment for you personally yep it's a big moment and I think all of the listeners for standing and applauding wherever you're listening if you're in a car, pull over. Yeah, no. It's a big I'm moment. I'm assuming everyone's either clapping or saluting, whether they're driving, sitting at home, walking the dog. Yep. I'll take a salute. I'll take, if you can't clap, at least salute. Yeah. I mean, I figure that's got to be happening. It's hard to imagine that people would hear this news and not react that way. Yep. Uh, but we got to, we could talk about this all day. We really could. And I could. I mean, Twitter has. I could. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I won't because there's a few other things that I need to get off my chest. Lux, you go next. Um, Tell us about yourself. Um, so <laughs> I started a new game that I did not know existed until recently. And I got to say, it's one of those gaming moments where you learn that a game exists and you immediately start playing it to find out if it's, if it's cool. And it just turns out that like, I can't believe this game wasn't on my radar. It just hits all the boxes. Um, and that game is the Forgotten City. Hmm. Um, it started out as a Skyrim mod, apparently. And it okay. became popular enough that it became its own whole ass game. Whoa. Uh, and the game is basically that you end up through a series of weird stuff happening, teleported to time through time to this city where the one rule is that if anyone, anyone commits any sin, everyone gets turned to gold. Um, Damn. and you've already seen from the future that everyone was turned to gold at some point. There's some other stuff like that. Um, mm -hmm. and you have to go around and sort of talk to people and discover what's going on in the city. There's all these like machinations and schemes and factions at play. Um, and you have to like go around and figure these things out and prevent the sin from happening. But of course you end up committing sins or you get killed by monsters or bad things happen to you and you end up in a time loop. And every time you time loop, you know a little bit more information and then you can. Are you saying I got to break this loop? You got to Your your goal is to break this loop. You're breaking the loop. OK, this is really unique. Yeah, it's a really unique, really interesting <laughs> game. Um, It's not dissimilar uh, from Death so, Loop in the sense that there so is a they loop. Frigging, yeah. So, OK, I'm looking at it. It looks like Skyrim up res. Yep. Um, and uh, OK. And so. Everyone, so like everyone turns to gold in front of you, like constantly. You haven't seen, I haven't seen that happen yet because I haven't actually done a sin. I've just gotten killed by stuff that I found or fallen off of things. What counts as a you sin? Don't know, and I'm not talking about cinema sins. Hey, nice. You don't, that's like one of the many puzzles in the game. Like that's why this game is so cool is that a lot of terms aren't defined. You don't even know how true the initial conceit is. It could have been like a made up lie. Like there are people in the city who are like the magistrate is just saying that this is true. So everyone listens to him. But really, it's not. Yeah, seems like a lie. Uh, but like, so you haven't sinned yet. You haven't you haven't found a sin. I've thought about it. But I uh, the two times that I've activated the time loop are I found a monster that killed me and I accidentally walked off a building and died. Um, Sort of classic Lux problems. Are you are you playing this on PS5? Yeah. Mm. Strap it in on the TV. 
hitting the old vape, solving some puzzles. Mm. Um, but it's really fucking cool, man. It's got a lot going on. And one of the coolest things about it that I haven't gotten to like really experience yet because I haven't gotten that far, I haven't played it too, too much, is that the way you win is by creating a paradox. And the obvious paradox, right, is that you prevent the sin which means they don't turn to gold, which means you never discover the golden city and then go back in time to prevent the sin. So there's like a time paradox there, but the way it's worded and framed in the game makes me think that there are other paradoxes you could create or figure out. Um, hmm. And those are means there's other endings that you're like other ways to discover the ending aside from the one that the game presents to you. And so it's very interesting. It's exciting. And it's big and weird. It kind of reminds me most closely of um, return of the Oberdin. Um, very similar game to that. Uh, I think that, uh, producer Haley would probably be a big fan of this game sort of in, in her Q zone. Um, mm-hmm. now is there an annoying character that always sort of chimes in and is like, I'm going to get you. You're not breaking this loop. No, there's no one like that. There are annoying characters, but there's no one who just keeps showing up to hassle you. Okay. There's no hasslers. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Okay, I guess I can deal without a hassler, but uh, I guess that's why it's more of a nine out of ten. Uh, yeah, sounds interesting. Um, is this like a five-hour game, a twenty-hour game? I have no like, idea. How long I've played like two, three hours of it so far. So you can just steal Skyrim and then sell it to people. Um, it's I think different enough that it's just playing on the engine. I'm sure that they had some like rights conversations or something like that. Yeah, because they're using like assets of it, right? Somewhat. I think a lot of it's been re redone. Okay. Yeah. Because uh, I'm saying I'd like to steal a little bit of Skyrim. Yeah. I mean, I'd love to. Um, There's a lot of it. You can cut me off a slice. Cut me off a slice of Skyrim. Cut me off the part where I shoot fire out of my hands and I'll f- go to the dang RNC. <laughs> I'll take yeah. I'll take the uh, uh, wow wow to to commit an act of terror. Yeah, commit an act of terrorism, exactly. <laughs> um, good to know. Uh, well, on my side of things, Lux, you know, there's a, there's a lot of uh, uh, like like little news things. Um, Metroid Dread is coming out and getting great reviews, and people are saying it's really hard. Good, uh, which I'm excited about. Um, and, and people are saying it's like. You know how we talked a couple of weeks ago about how we're like, oh, well, there's these all these other games now, like Hollow Knight and Ori and stuff that obviously all were inspired from it. So, like, will this series be able to, like, be modern? And apparently a lot of people are saying, like, oh, it's still the king. Like, this is this is it's the king still. And so I'm excited. about yeah, that's, that. That's really exciting to me for that exact reason is that, like. There is something sad. I mean, it's like an inevitability, but it's kind of a sad inevitability when like there's a thing that invents and kind of like preforms a genre and then the genres gets mastered by other people. And then the thing comes back and it's like, Ooh, I don't think so. Um, mm-hmm. uh, resident evil is that some resident evil games have run into that problem, for instance. Um, mm-hmm. and it's very exciting to me and very intriguing to me that I've been hearing that like, no, like they still got it. Like Metroid still is, is the thing. And people are also saying they're like frustrated this game didn't come out like 10 years ago because they've been dealing with lackluster Metroid titles, sort of a Kirby issue. Yeah, no, I mean, like a lot of I think one of Super Smash's greatest contributions to gaming, I'll be honest, aside from the pure justice of a 1v1 Final Destination, no items, um, is that it sparked interest in a lot of characters who hadn't had a great game during sort of the gaming memory of a lot of, of kids um, mm-hmm. and renewed interest. And I don't think you get, I don't think we get Metroid dread. I don't think we get uh, whatever the Kirby Odyssey game is called, um, et cetera, without super smash. Like, I think mm-hmm. that that brought back, like, I think Zelda, the Zelda games, the Mario games, those are probably inevitable. But I think a lot of the sort yeah. of secondary Nintendo characters don't get this cool second life of like really being pushed to their limits if Smash doesn't like renew interest in those characters by, you know, in- reintroducing them in a new context to a new a new audience. Interesting. Uh, yeah. For those franchises that have faded a little yeah. bit, certainly, certainly can put them back on the radar. Um, so I will be interested and excited to try out Metroid Dread when that comes out on Friday. So many games now that are that are piling up for me. It doesn't help that I play MMOs. Yeah, <laughs> that does not help me at, yeah, at all. Dude, yeah, I've been <laughs> um, having like one of the most busy times of, of my time. And it's so frustrating that it coincides with just like endless game releases that I want to play because it's like I don't have time to do anything. And 
I the game stack is just getting so tall. That like yeah. I gotta take like a uh, week off from work or something and just game nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see the uh new trailer to Strangers of Paradise? Uh no, I did not. It rocked. I bet. So hard. It showed new locations, new different types of enemies, and um just like more of the story. And it is just it's exactly what we are hoping for. Uh and it's it might be one of the greatest Final Fantasy games ever made. Ooh, big statement, <laughs> but I'm I want to believe. It has some of the purest tone I've ever seen. Uh and also so you didn't even see the the you didn't see the limb biscuit clip? No. Oh, okay. All right. Wait, I told wait, you, wait. I've been really busy lately. Uh and me me and Lux have to watch this right now. So, okay. So that was incredible because when you said of the purest turn ever, I was like, yeah, I don't think I could imagine a game sort of channeling the essence of butt rock the way <laughs> that, that this game does. And it's they just like leveled up so huge in that moment. It's, it's just 100% 2000s. They're going there in all the best ways. Yeah, it's, it's incredible it's to see. It's just taking like that new metal butt rock aesthetic throwing it on top of some anime and then using some like contemporary gaming design stuff. And they're like, go, go have fun. But also my man pulls out an iPhone yeah, and he starts, and he starts doing like the most forbidden of all things, which is playing music off your iPhone speakers in public. Yeah. That's so forbidden. It's not like he even had the boom box or he put on headphones. He played it off the iPhone, something no human does. Yeah. It, it, and then absolutely held verboten it out. move. <laughs> They fade out. We fade back up to the song still playing and then him turning it off and turning around like everything about it is art. Yeah. Like it is an artful sequence. It's one of the best things I've seen in a long like I don't know if you tell my voice. I'm tired. I've been running ragged the past like two weeks that like brought a piece like a piece of my soul that has been worn down the past couple weeks of stuff being crazy was restored just by that like 30 second clip. Yeah. Like I feel it, it was more alive now than I did when we started. Yeah. You were hollowed before. Yeah. Now you've got a full, you got a full fucking health bar and your skin's back yeah, I have on. skin again. Um, which is <laughs> crazy. Yeah. Uh, so I'm very, very excited about that. Um, but I also wanted to just give a little update cause I, I know we're all over the place for this episode, but, uh, I feel like I'll talk about this more next week, too, but I have been playing Amazon's MMO New World. Yes. Tell me about it. Um, This game, I feel like, is for like people in recovery. If you were like trying to quit smoking cigarettes or trying to like recover from some sort of drug addiction, really any kind of addiction, sex. I think that, I think that's this one. game <laughs> it's probably the most popular and common. That was the coolest. Uh, I think uh I think this is the game for you because you can waste 10 hours playing New World and not even realize it. It, it, it is such it is like my big picture take is it is an incredibly bad game. That's almost always fun. Whoa. Okay. So how does that happen? Quick. Give me a quick thing. So we got to hit our main topic, but I want to know a little bit about this before I we know, do next week. I know. I, I got to go in like 10 minutes anyways, because I thought we were going to end at one. So we're going to do a short episode this time. Oh, yeah. We had tech problems. I forgot that, that happened. So much. It, it was my fault. Yeah. We're just going to do a short one. Okay. But quickly tell me how is uh, it bad, but also fun. It's, it's bad because the questing is bad. Uh, you literally move like two inches a second. There's no sprint. There's no mounts. Everything about it is a pain, but you just like want to open up those big crafting menus. You just want to run into the forest and craft. You, you just want to hit stuff with your weapons. Like it all feels good moment to moment, even though it is an insanely bland grind. <laughs> it's such a bizarre thing, but it's like, it's on, it's like, it is relaxing and soothing in the way that just like a long form 
crafting MMO can be, but it's just all wrapped in this really uninspiring package, but it's filled with people and it's filled with life. So it's like fun, relaxing and full of life, but also a bad game. Hell yeah. Like a game I wouldn't recommend to anyone. Cool. It's so bizarre, but I'm having fun playing. I got another feeling. There's a lot of stuff that I like that I'm like, I enjoy this, but I don't know if I can in good faith recommend it to anyone because I can't promise that anyone else would possibly enjoy it. Yeah, it's been a really bizarre experience and it's really like made me think about like uh, how all sorts of different things can be good. Um, And I think it's coming at the right time. I think a lot of people are burnt out on other stuff and willing to try their stuff. And I think that neckbeards need something to dive hundreds of hours to and new world is giving that to them it is an insane fucking grind to get to level cap to level up your weapons to pretty much do anything but the one thing that i do think you would like lux is that it it is very much like death stranding in that you have to plan out your trips oh i do love logistics and it is basically a game less about like doing big damage and more about like planning your trip to leave the settlement and maximizing your time and coming back safely. Um, so that, but, but it's, 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 it's as if death stranding never got faster or gave you speed upgrades. Damn. <laughs> so it's like, if it was just the hiking from death stranding like from the first, from the first the like eight hours game. in the game. Yeah, but forever. But the whole time. Yeah. So it's like that. That sounds it's it's for people who need to quit an addiction. All right. For a new one. Well, I'm, ex- <laughs> so that's I'm excited world. to get the deep dive next week, but let's really quickly hit what was supposed to be our main topic before you gotta go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got goop world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like Dog, I, let there, uh, hey, let there be carnage. For for the last 10 minutes of this episode, let there be carnage. Um all right. First initial reaction, top level reaction. How'd you feel about the movie? Live from Carnegie Hall, it's Venom 2. Uh, I was, I don't know, man. Like, I was frustrated by the movie because there was a lot of scenes in this movie that, like, rocked. And then there was a lot of scenes that were just so boring and lazy that, like, it's just like, damn, I wish the whole movie had like the energy of venom at the rave. Right. I was going to say my take on this movie is that all the scenes where it was being weird and silly and sort of veering away from comic book action stuff were awesome. <laughs> um, And every time it started to get in that direction, it just like slowed down and got it's a movie really drag. It's a movie that's like 90 minutes where nothing happens. It's like one of the most like fastly edited movies where nothing happens and there were still scenes that could have been cut out. It just like it's so frustrating because it's like Venom at the rave, like being accepted and like loving the rave and all the ravers just accepting a nine foot goopy CGI monster to be like a cool cosplayer was such a fun scene. And there was other like fun moments where Venom just isn't affecting random people where venom where we see lady venom like there's so much fun in the movie and then there's just so much boring watching the paint dry bullshit um that it's just like yeah it's just a, it just felt like a missed opportunity i, of I a just movie. thought every time characters were like negotiating their relationships either to each other or to like a place it was really fun like every time that like eddie and venom have to like reconcile their shit or anytime that like cassidy and carnage are like at odds like all this stuff like carnage doesn't like shriek but cassidy's in love with shriek that stuff was like pretty fun to me or pretty interesting but then like they'd fight something or like have to run away from something or there'd be an action thing and i would just be like snooze um yeah i thought the movie really excelled in like these wacky relationship settings and really ate shit but then it just gives up on them and so it makes you feel like oh did you even care about those fun moments at all like or or were they accidental like it just it it feels like two different directors like made the movie and like one of them wanted to make something goofy and then the other one was just like a by the numbers boring person it kind of feels like superhero movies have this impetus where they have to hit certain beats and have certain like action scales and like certain types of drama um occur and the venom movies both of them just feel really resistant to that like they both thrive in this time in these like lower stakes weirder settings where the bit is sort of like 
this is about these two weird characters or three weird characters like negotiating space. And when the movie lets it just be that, it's so fun. And when they like fall into like, we're doing a Marvel, uh, it just like becomes so tedious. Yeah, I, the, the movie was just tedious. And like I even like nodded off for a second because it was so, so bored by this 90 minute movie. Yeah. Um, but uh, and like also it's like you ha- if you are like a film director and, and Andy Serkis directed this film. The talentless hack. Hey, um, he played Gollum. He played Gollum. Yeah. Without without him, it just would have been like Peter Jackson's cousin and it would have been largely the same. Uh, you know, wow. it's <laughs> fucking Danny Circus catching <laughs> oh, a barrage oh, of strays. I'm a monkey. Oh, now I'm a Gollum. And then he was also like, actually, the acting is it's all me. The computer people, they don't do anything. The computer people, they barely do anything. That's that that was all his shit for like a couple of years. That was so awesome. He's like, no, like the, I'm acting like the monkey and it's 99% me. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Hey man, he's acting like the monkey. He's a good, good actor. But what, he, what I would say is he sucked. Um, and uh, yeah, I just I just felt like the movie never like showed the villain or Venom that much, except in these blurry tight rooms. Like they're so afraid to like have those like iconic visual moments. Yeah. Like I can't remember a single one in the, in the well, film. There's like the part oh. in the cathedral where Carnage is like screaming on the, on the pulpit and, and Venom's like rushing towards him. But it's, it's darkly shaded yeah. and tight and it just doesn't, it doesn't look that great. It's very well, that's, forgettable. That's tough because um, Venom, it's not a superhero moment. Yeah. That's tough. Cause Venom is like a hero of darkness, you know? Like that's sort of the aesthetic, but I mean, it's not like it's unattainable, but that is like, I can see how that's, I mean, but that's, I say that, but even in the first one, like you had Venom on top of the building, like looking around, that is like a very visually epic moment. Yeah. It's just like, it's like, it just seems like they're, they're hiding Venom a little bit too much. Venom, Venom, Venom. Oh my God. (laughs) That was the worst. I love that. That fucking song. I love that song. Um, I, but yeah. Oh no. Oh, here's what I was going to say about Andy circus. If that, that motherfucker, if you have, uh, a motherfucking talent, uh, like if you have like, okay, Tom Hardy doing just a terrible job. Right. But then you have two incredible actors as the villains and like, they're both just super, you don't give them anything to do still. Like, it's like, how do you have them both just stand around? Yeah. I mean, I think what I found frustrating, I found a couple of things frustrating in this movie. One of which is that like, I thought that the best we get of Woody Harrelson as Cletus Cassidy was the after credit scene from Venom one. Um, like, I don't think in this movie he was ever as compelling as he was in that scene. Um, where he's like weird and crazy and like clownish. And he has the big floopy floppy Ronald McDonald wig. And he just seems like a total fucking madman. And in this movie, like, oh, yeah, in this movie, we like never really get that out of him in the same way. They took. Did they change? Oh, they his changed wig? the wig big time. Yeah. Wig, wig like, swap 2021, dude. It's a big problem. Where's the wig? We should do a side by side like thing. We're being like, notice how in this shot <laughs> he has this big wig and in this shot. Yeah. He looks like a guy, like a normal guy. And like that's editing sins. Yeah. It's like that. I found that to be frustrating. Um, And then the thing that felt frustrating to me is like, I keep going back to this, like that every time they tried to do a Marvel, it just felt kind of shitty. And then the end and credits spoilers. Uh, and credits, the post credit scene, they appear to be transported to, to Marvel town. Yeah. They, they, he got Marvel fight and it feels like this movie was making concessions from the movie it wanted to be, to be the kind of movie that could be Marvel fight. And it's like, that's a bad trade. Like the parts where the movie was doing the thing, the movie felt like it wanted to do. Like even Andy circus is like commentary about the movie. Like when he talks about interviews, he's like, I was making a love story. You know, I don't know why I did Trump. That was weird. But he's like, I was making a love story. Like I was I, I wanted to tell the story of these weird relations between people and their symbiotes and how like that's like a, a, a like is a relationship in a very literal way. And like that's interesting to me. And the movie does play with that in ways that are really fun. But it's like then a bunch of the rest of the movie is to justify the fact that I guess they'll show up in like Spider-Man or something. 
Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be brutal. That 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 Spider Man movie, that trailer for it is awful. I think that's gonna be like one of the worst movies Marvel makes like in a in a while. I'm, I want to be excited because I really like Marvel multiverse stuff, um, in the comics. But like, I mean, yeah. What what about the last ten years has proven that they will do any of that in an interesting way? I mean, they you know there are some fun Marvel movies, but yeah, it's I don't know it. I really. Ugh, I just am Marvel is starting to that trailer was awful. Yeah, no, the trailer is not good. <laughs> the trailer is miserable. Uh, but, uh, you know, I just uh, I, I wanted more for Venom. But unfortunately, uh, Venom has been infected by a parasite known as the Marvel Universe. And we we wish him but we wish him well. And we hope that Sony one day can pry the, the title back from the mouse. Um, and so we can just have a weird time again. Yeah. Cause like there is nothing, this is my thing. I like a lot of the, I, I, I mostly enjoyed Venom to let there be carnage. I had a fine time with it, but there was nothing in it that was like anywhere close to like the lobster tank scene, you know, like yeah. it never reached that peak of just like total like manic weirdness. Yeah, no, it was, it was every scene by scene. We are being dragged into a, a worse timeline yeah and that timeline is whatever the fuck is happening here uh take me back folks take me back to a time where venom was cool and goopy <laughs> venom's, and my, venom's now still venom, goopy he's gonna be all he, i bet he's gonna be dry in, in the next Dude, one if, the, if marvel like, makes him dry i think that's the I, end I, for I, me and marvel I literally think that it'll be like it'll be like it'll it'll be like oh we actually made you a robot version of your venom suit and it's not goopy it like flips out like a iPhone and and they'll be like oh this is way better than the goop and they'll be like yeah you were stinking up my apartment uh yeah it gets hard to get the stains out and like hey, there's a pause for a laugh man you've paid, that's like a, I, you just painted like a really great picture that like sh- shaking me mm-hmm. to my core <laughs> like that sucks so bad. <laughs> Some kind of stain carpet joke. Um, anyways, folks, that's the show. I got to run. All right. Real quickly, I'll hit the plugs super fast. If you want to find Haley, you can find her on YouTube and Instagram at Eat Every Sound. If you want to find Griffin, you can find him on Twitter at Griffin P. Davis. Same as that's also his name on TikTok. And you can find Griffin on Twitch.tv slash Chumroom. Of course, me, you can find on Twitter at Tailboy, T-A-I-L underscore B-O-I or on uh, twitch.tv slash Forrest G Walker every Thursday at 830 central time where I stream Shin Megami Tensei 2 um, and eventually other games. We'll see. Who knows? Anyways, thank you guys so much for watching. Next week, I'll remember what the email address is and we'll start taking emails. I promise. I swear to God, we'll do it. Anyways, goodbye. Bye. Bye.